We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's October 4th, it is 2023. We have uh, four games to talk about. Wild Card Game 2 Day, joined today by my good buddy Will Priester, Chief Justice 06, breaking down back on YouTube. We'll be back on YouTube the rest of the week. Uh, so if you want to hang out with us live, make sure you subscribe. Hit those um, notification buttons and uh, know when we go online. Most of the time it's 10 o'clock. What's up, Will? Um, Tuesday in the books? Well, kind of. I mean, we have a couple games kind of finishing up right now. Phillies are heading into the bottom of the seventh, and the Brewers are in the bottom of the eighth. Good day of baseball. Um, I mean, it was a good day DFS for me, and I was telling you prior uh, to the show, I had a rough day in the Pick'em Streets. I was very heavily invested in Gaussman. Pablo Lopez didn't have the strikeouts today, um, so kind of killed my Pick'em Streets day. But it's been a it's been a really solid day as far as like kind of projecting where runs are going to be scored in the offenses and um, having a uh, having a profitable DFS day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I totally get it. I was Stevie literally today. So far, I'm one pick away from having a monster day, like absolute monster. It's looking like it's going to be all double ups. I, too, was heavily invested in Gaussman. I took a lot of his fantasy points. Uh, on prize picks just because I felt like it was low. I, and I know they had to adjust it because they thought he wasn't going to pitch long, and he didn't. Uh, but he just didn't have the strikeout stuff today. And so his control – did you watch any of that game by chance? I watched a fair amount of that game. Um, did, did you catch any of that game? Gaussman's pitching? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was really interesting. Um, cause I mean, it almost like, it almost like he had like a, a slight tell on his splitter because they just weren't, they didn't swinging. swing at it at all. No, none. So yeah, like, and that's, and, they and he wasn't throwing it for a strike. I, I mean, he, right. was just, it was, he, yeah, he it was, was low in his own every time almost. Um, you know, whenever he went fastball, you know, he was getting some swings, but yeah, his splitter was awful today. I mean, I think I saw him when he was up against, and this was after he had the two home run, uh, the the two run homer in the first. I felt like every pitch he threw, I feel like he threw four, I think he threw four balls and one strike to like, I don't know if it was Julian or something. I'm like, man, it's just not working. And it really didn't start working until the fourth inning and then he was gone. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. So I'm, I'm going to miss on him at the 32 and a half fantasy points. Um, but Everything else looks like it's coming through for us. So I'll take the double ups and I'll be back tomorrow. They ain't Gaussman a lot earlier than I expected. I'll just go out. On 76 the pitches too. Yeah. Like yeah. I at least think I at least thought he was coming back in the fifth. And I was like, man, he can have like a, a 12 pitch ending here. They might let him come back out and they didn't. Yeah. Um, so we move on, um, you know, Obviously, like, must-win game for the Rays, must-win game for the Blue Jays. We'll update as we're going here. By the time we get to those last two games, like, we might have a final in Milwaukee. We, we likely won't have a final in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so Definitely think a lot of pressure, more pressure on the Rays today with Eovaldi on the mound, which I know is our first game, but te- Texas offense is for real. Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk about it. We got Texas at Tampa. Eight total in this game. The Rays, a 146 favorite. Eflin and Eovaldi facing off against each other. Um, like I mentioned, Rangers won on Tuesday. Must win game for the Rays or their season is over. Glasnow, he was a guy that struggled with command as well mm-hmm. in that matchup. Let's start with Eovaldi on the road in Tampa. I mean, I think the the one thing that we should at least note here is just how good Jordan Montgomery was on Tuesday. Like yeah. seven clean innings. They were able to go Chapman and LeClerc to just go set up man closer. That bullpen is super fresh for this matchup. Yeah. Um, and I, I bring that up because if Eovaldi starts getting in trouble here, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets like 50, 60 pitches yank. Like, if he's struggling, they might go to the bullpen really fast in this game. Yeah. And, and Stevie, I'm so glad you brought that up because today is the day, especially for this team where they're situated, if they've got any chance, if it's – and I know we're speculating. Steve, if it's like two zip, even two one, and and he's just unraveling, you got to think they pull him, right? Because they want to win this game and be done. Um I still like Eovaldi today. You know, his body of work over the season has been been really good. Since he's come back from injury, you know, not so much. They, they, he has been on ramp up, like he was on a ramp up period. So I, I totally get that. Since he's come back, though, he has been giving up runs. And I think that's the, that's the concern for me. At 7,800 on the small slate, he's probably going to be over-owned because he's Nathan Eovaldi. He still has a name value. Um so I think this is going to be more of an ownership play. Like if he's pushing 50-ish percent, I don't think he'll get that high because a lot of good pitchers. But if he does, I think I just take the fade. 
Yeah, I mean, the one thing here as far as like the Tampa lineup, it's going to look a lot different than it was today. They're going to get some of these lefties in there. The injuries to to Brandon Lau um, and Luke Riley definitely hurt because, I mean, that's two other left-handed bats that re- they could really use in this spot. Um, yeah. Like, that it definitely makes the lineup overall a little weaker. Um, so I don't hate Eovaldi in this spot. I don't necessarily love him. You know, obviously he had an injury. He's been out a while. He hasn't pitched over a hundred pitches since what june june 15th 105 pitches so i think his his ups his ceiling his ceiling i should say his ceiling is a little limited in this spot so that's that's my biggest concern here for eovaldi good ballpark i mean we love pitchers in tampa good ballpark um i just again i worry about his ceiling and i mean it's a four game Mm -hmm. slate it's four games of eight playoff teams and I mean, you're not going to find a lot of weaknesses in a lot of spots. So, yeah. Uh, let's go to the other side of this game. Zach Eflin, 8,800. Eflin, I mean, he, in all terms, had a had a great year. I mean, he was 16 great. and 8. Yeah, just pitched really well. We saw Glasnow struggle, and it was more of a command thing for Glasnow. Um, Zach Eflin doesn't typically have command issues. This is a guy that finished the season with 185 strikeouts and 24 walks. Um, you know that ratio is elite. Yeah. What are your thoughts here on Zach Eflin in a tough matchup against these Texas bats? Um, to me, it's which Eflin shows up today. And, and as crazy as this sounds, Stevie, I feel like the more Eflin strikeouts we've seen this season, um, you know, the, the shorter his leash has been. It's like when he's when the strikeouts are dialed in, he's almost not had the leash. But when the strikeouts haven't been there, he's been limiting hard contact, getting quick outs. He's kind of had it. So I don't know which Eflin shows up today. At 8,800 in tournaments, I do feel like Eflin has probably, let's call it one of the tougher spots on this slate for his skill level. Um I think I, I think I get some Eflin just because we've seen him go out and really dominate, but he's not my favorite for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean he's obviously pitched way better at home this season. Shocking um, when you're pitching in that ballpark, but I I have slight interest in Eflin, more ownership than anything else. I like the bats kind of on both sides of this game mm-hmm. overall. Uh, let's go to the Texas bats. Let's talk about them. Talked yesterday about Corey Seager. He had a heck of a day. Um, just, he did it all. It felt like we saw really low ownership on Evan Carter on Tuesday. I talked about him on the podcast yesterday. Um, he's just, I've been a huge fan of him since he's gotten called up. The fact that he's hitting last and the Mm -hmm. fact that he is, you know, 4,100 people aren't going to play him. And he is a guy that can get the job done. He can steal bases and just so much upside for a guy that gets no ownership because of the price and lineup spot. So um, I like Texas. Eflin is not typically a guy that I would play against, like hitters against, but I mean, it's the playoffs. You're, you're uncomfortable playing any hitter against any of these pitchers. So I prefer the lefties. Will, what's your thoughts here on the Texas Rangers? Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Uh, definitely uh, the lefties, including Robbie Grossman, whose slight salary relief 
Hasn't been great, but I don't mind. We'll need some of those types of hitters. Corey Seager, man, he's been good to both sides of the plate this year, Steve, and, and, and pretty much every season. So at 6,300, um, I think he's a top op- option on the slate, period. Like, you know, when we're talking about Corbin Carroll and Schwarber and, you know, um, uh, uh, Bryce Harper, like Corey Seager's probably one of the best hitters on this slate, top three for sure. Um, so I, I think just by default, Stevie, with the way this slate is shaking out, like I think he goes in your lineup, like period. He He's probably my favorite hitter today. Um, and then from there, like you said, you talked about the lefties. I don't hate um, getting Simeon in just because, generally speaking, he's been a fairly low-key guy. Um, and then we got Mitch Garber at 4K, and while he's a righty, He's, he's really, you know, hit the ball pretty well down the stretch here. But absolutely, Corey Seager, man. I, I know I keep repeating, but I just want to bang this around. Like, he, to me, he's the number one hitter on the slate today, period. Yeah, I like the Corey Seager thoughts. Going to the Tampa side, I actually have a ton of interest in the Tampa bats today overall. Because, I mean, we get to this point of the season, and when we're in the playoffs, I mean, we don't really have a lot of bad bullpens. Texas is probably the worst bullpen. Them in Miami – probably the two worst bullpens in the playoffs. So oh, like yeah. we're not we're not just taking hitters against like these pitchers. Like we are getting a, a majority of some of these games against bullpens. I mean, it's playoff baseball. They pitchers get in trouble. They don't let them go out there and eat up four innings and give up eight runs anymore. Um, no, so no. A lot more bunts too, Steve. I mean, oh, people yeah. are bunting all yeah. day today. Don't you love it? I absolutely hate it. Um, but you mentioned it when you were when we were talking about Eovaldi. He's just really been struggling since coming back from injury. His command is way way bad. He has a 13% walk rate with a 21% K rate, but he's given up 64.5% hard hit rate over the last 30 days. Like this is a guy that's been struggling as he's been ramping back up and yeah. must win game for Tampa. Um, I like the Tampa bats today. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had a guy in the prop shop today just say, man, playoff Randy. You just keeps hit, getting hits, and uh, the hits should be there today, at least early, uh, against uh, Eovaldi. So I like him a ton. Other guys that I like, Stevie Harrell Ramirez, like guys that just don't strike out, like he's 3,500. I think this is sneaky for him. I don't really have to sell anyone anymore on Isaac, on Paredes, like, He's 4,400. He doesn't really strike out a ton. And so when you're adding these guys in, uh, Yandy doesn't strike out either. But th- those those little guys kind of on the back end, Stevie, have me very intrigued today. Paredes is probably my favorite out of, out of the alternate bats for this team. Uh, love him and Harold Ramirez. Yeah, I love the Rosarina call. Um, this guy just hits. That's what he does in the playoffs. Um the, the two guys that I like here, um, assuming that like they play, is Jonathan Arnada. He's 2,800. Lefty-righty matchup. Should hit fifth or sixth in this lineup. I would assume he hits sixth. Yeah. Um, so that's always good. And then Kem Nero is someone as well that should hit first or second in this lineup. He has power upside as well. Um, so looking for some cheap bats in this lineup because of some injuries down the stretch here for Tampa – we're getting a look at some different hitters in this lineup. And 
playoff pricing is is kind of tight. I, I noticed, like, I didn't talk about it on the podcast a lot yesterday, but when I was making lineups here on Tuesday, I realized that, like, pricing was a little bit tighter than I thought it was going to be. So I think we'll look to getting some of these value hitters at the top of this Tampa lineup. You always worry about pinch hit risk, but it's not like they have a lot of guys just waiting on the bench right now. Um, this lineup is – it stinks for Tampa. They had a phenomenal year. And some of the stuff that's happened and some of the injuries that's happened, they just have gone from a really good lineup to a lineup that's kind of struggling now, and it, it kind of stinks for them. Oh, playoffs, and we still forget to mute our unmute our mic. Look, look at that. Oh, it wouldn't be a baseball podcast. <laughs> I've gone weeks without without <laughs> muting, and of course it's playoff time and biggest stage of the year for us. I just flop like daniel jones on monday night football uh, <laughs> that There's was rough. dolphins this week oh <laughs> it's gonna be ugly stevie enjoy enjoy your team's win just go ahead and count, count in the no i enjoy the win i'm trying to figure out who i'm gonna play from the giants to stack <laughs> with the dolphins <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think what i was saying is i you know i, I agree with you I, I like tampa you know just in general, and you know, it sucks that their season may go down in flip. First of all, they got a tough draw, Steve. Like getting Texas, who has really been, in my opinion, probably a top five team in baseball in a wild card. Like, that's just a tough draw. Like, it, it sucks because Atlanta and the Phillies, everybody was so good in, in yep. the division. So that that's really what it is. The division was just so strong, but you know, not only not only their injuries. You know, controversially, they also lost Wander Franco, which is a big part of this lineup. And so that's a whole nother ordeal. So, you know, shout out to Tampa. But um, I, I like these lineup pieces today. And maybe they can push it to a game three. I'd love to see a game three. Um, but, I mean, I, I definitely think Texas wins the series. Um, but yeah, yeah, same here. All right, same. moving on. We got Toronto at Minnesota. Jose Barrios, Sonny Gray, eight total. The Twins, a 150 favorite here. We'll start with Barrios. Um, I mean, he was he was really good down the stretch. Like, in really games good. that they had to win, he pitched well. The only thing is, like, he got some good matchups with, like, Oakland, Kansas City, a Red Sox team that was out of it. And you know, Yankees team. Yeah, so, I mean – how much do we trust the Barrios like stretch? Um, we'll start with him. Minnesota, very healthy lineup. You know, this lineup, they got healthy at the right time. They're almost full strength. And I mean, we kind of saw with Gaussman. This is a team that we might actually worry about power-wise. Um, Royce Lewis, the home run that he hit off of Gaussman in the I think it was the, the first, first one or the, or the second one. The first one. Okay. That ball was on his hands. It was a 98 mile an hour fastball on his hands, and he is so his hands are so fast that he got around on that. It was incredible to watch. But yeah, uh, what are your thoughts here on Barrios? Stevie, let me just say, as good as Minnesota's been, one thing still remains true. It's no different than the Seattle Mariners. Power is there. This team still strikes out. I don't want to ignore the fact that Gaussman had really bad control today and still had five strikeouts through four innings on 76 pitches. Yep. Like, I I think Berrios is going to pitch much better than Gaussman did in the previous start B because I don't think he's going to have those control issues. 
Um, and that's not me saying he's going to strike out 10 guys. That's me saying, I think he goes the distance here. And distance, excuse me, let, let me rephrase that. I think he goes six innings and I think he gets a quality start. Um, as, as bad as Gossman pitched, he still only gave up three runs. So I, I'm really not afraid of Minnesota. They do still strike out. I think Barrios is in better form than Gaussman because Gaussman did start to unravel a little bit at the end of the season. He just started having these weird spotty performances. Whereas Barrios consistently, as you mentioned, had, had pretty good matchups, but consistently down the end of the season produced pretty well. I like Barrios here at 7,600. He's definitely my favorite cheaper option today. Yeah, good tournament boom bust play here. Like, I mean, we're going to talk about the bats that we like in this spot. There's a ton of power in this Minnesota lineup. But like yeah. you said, they strike out. The lineup that they rolled out on Tuesday, the, the lineup had a 27% K rate against right-handed pitching. So um, plenty of strikeouts. Barrios is a good strikeout guy. His strikeout rate was up almost 7% in the last month of the season. Um, so kind of finding his stride at the right time. And if he can keep that going, 7600 is a really fair price tag for him. And then the other side of this game, Sonny Gray. I think Sonny Gray is going to get some decent ownership today um, just because of his elite control and command and facing a very right-handed heavy offense. Um, don't be concerned too much about his last outing, only throwing 55 pitches. It yeah, was by design. Yeah. Yep. Very much by design. Um, I do think like – Pitch count wise, he might be a little bit more like capped than some of these other guys. Um, but I, I, I like the matchup. Like Toronto on paper is a scary offense, but Toronto on paper is still right, very right handed heavy. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't hate Gate Gray today uh, at 8,300. Um, you know, he should be able to, to get through, I think, enough of this lineup, enough innings. I'm I'm not expecting like a massive strikeout game for what it's worth, and it, it could absolutely be there. So I'm not I'm not saying it won't be there. I'm saying that's not kind of what I'm looking for for him. I think if Sonny Gray goes six innings, five strikeouts today, and doesn't give up any runs, like I think we're feeling great about that uh, performance from him. So at 8300, I'm with you. Uh, super right-handed heavy lineup. You'll see. I'm, I'm in on Sonny Gray, no doubt about it. All right. Um... Bats. Let's talk about some bats here. We'll start with the Toronto side. Anything jumping off to the page to you here for Toronto? No, nothing jumping off the page. You know, um, Vlad Guerrero was a guy that typically I would, you know, kind of play. He is low strikeout, but just hitting the ball on the ground a ton. Um, so I'm not, I'm not worried about him kind of, you know, mushing me with, with a whole lot of upside in this spot. Um, I mean, if anyone uh, pop, you know, possibly Varsho, but, um, you know, I, I think maybe maybe he's okay. We did see uh, Alejandro Kirk. I know he got hit today. Um, will, will he play tomorrow? Probably. But I did I did want to keep keep my eye on that one. But prop, I guess Varsho would kind of be my guy if, as long as he cracks the lineup. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate this spot overall. Um, can, I, can I squeeze one more thing in there? Yeah. Brandon Belt might have been okay. He just strikes out too much now, Steve. It's, just, it's, 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 it's ridiculous through the roof. Yeah, so but his power has gone up. So, I mean, yeah. it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah, I know. I know. So, I mean, like, if you're chasing home runs, I don't hate Brandon Belt for that, like, reason. He'd go one for four with a home run. I'd be good with that. Well, hopefully he make, he cracks the, the lineup, the, the home run trio tomorrow on prize picks, and I'll just take the under again and hope he Maybe. strikes out five times. I will say, <laughs> I talked about this yesterday. Biggio finished the season super strong. Um, he is yeah. 2,800. I like this matchup against Sonny Gray a lot more than I like the matchup against Pablo Lopez on um, Tuesday. It's messing oh, yeah. me up that we keep – because I we didn't do a podcast Monday – so it's like messing me up. I keep wanting to say um, today is Tuesday instead yeah. of yeah. So uh, as far as the Minnesota bats go, I like this stack. I think. Oh, and I say stack. Most of the time when I'm building DFS lineups in the playoffs, I do three three two type of lineups. Um, that's like my go to. I don't typically five man stack. I mean, you don't typically see teams score like ten runs in the playoffs, like. Four, five, six. Yeah, sure. We don't typically see like these big breakout games, so I don't typically. Fully don't worry. Stack. The the Braves are gonna gonna uh, go ahead and get that done for you this <laughs> this year, Stevie. <laughs> one of these oh. games, they're gonna explode. I can't wait. Only one. At least, <laughs> at being, least one. <laughs> you're being a modest Braves fan. So, all right, let's uh, talk Minnesota bats. Yeah, um, I don't ever hate Kepler. So let me let me say that I know. And, and really, Steve, what was interesting to me is uh, Correa was really far down the line. I feel like he was batting sixth or seventh. They just, like you said, the depth is back. So you know, I don't, but but I don't, I don't hate Kepler today. Um, you know, Walner is a guy that has some power at thirty four hundred. He's going to strike out a lot too. Um, I, I feel like Kirloff was batting second or third or fourth. He was he was somewhere in that range. Excuse me today. Um, so I, I think if we want to stack Minnesota a little bit, like I think I think he's in there for us. And of course, Polanco at forty six hundred, uh, batting he's going to bat second or third, and Julian is going to be second or third. Like I don't, I mean first or second, I don't hate that either. So um, I, I'm in on the lefties here uh, for sure. And um, I, I think if you're mass multi enter, you probably at least get maybe four deep on this team today, just in case the power like really pops. Yeah, I mean, um, Royce Lewis obviously had a big game on Tuesday. He still has a hamstring injury. He's limping around the bases. So um, he's not going to be someone that you're going to get, like, stolen base upside from. If he gets on base and ground ball, it's an easy double play. 
Um, so, I mean, I, I still like him for his upside. You know, this is a guy that finished the season with a 280 ISO against right-handed pitching, highest on the team. So, um, Walner, Lewis, Kepler, Karloff, um, all in play for me. They showed, though, um, already that they have no problem, like, pinch hitting Kirloff and taking him out of the game, like playoff baseball, man. Um, it's interesting. It, it's such yeah. an interesting like spot must win game here um, for the blue Jays. And yeah. honestly, like I didn't really think about it too much. I really thought like Toronto was going to win this, but like the more I think about this overall, man, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a two Oh Minnesota win. Um, someone in chat, do you guys think Minnesota beats Toronto? I actually do. For what it's worth, I I do think Barrios pitch as well today. For yeah. what it's worth, I, I, I think like, they get this game, but I don't know if they get the next one. I just I feel like we've been talking about it a lot this year, but like Toronto is just missing those like left-handed power bats. Like Brandon yeah. Belt, yeah, his power's up, good for him. They're just they're just so right-handed heavy that like these teams can attack them. Who's next pitching? Bass is going to be the the day after today, right? It's got to oh, be. I haven't looked. I haven't either, but I, in my mind, it's, I feel like it's got to be Bassett. I don't know if they announce it ahead of time. I mean, but because, yeah. I, I mean, they they do bring in guys so fast sometimes that it's it's tough for them to announce it. So, all right, um, moving on. This one's a wild one right now. Arizona at Milwaukee. Christian Walker just had an RBI double um, in the top of the so night. 6'3", I think. 6'3", yeah. Yeah. Um, we got Gallon and Peralta facing off against each other in this one. No total. Best, best pitching matchup on the day, by far. Yeah, good matchup by for far. sure. Uh, let's start with Gallon. What are your thoughts here on Gallon? Love Gallon today. Probably my top spin up. Uh, I know Freddie's had the strikeout stuff, uh, but I do feel like Arizona as a team is slightly better than Milwaukee. Uh, I like Gallon because I don't think he gets touched up here. I think, Stevie, Gallon could possibly get through seven in this one, um, especially since they kind of gave up some runs earlier today with, with Fat. Like, if he's rolling, let's say he's Stevie's probably – I almost feel like if he's 90 pitches through six, they bring him back out for seven. To try to try to close this thing out um, and extend that bullpen just a touch. So, Gallon for me at ninety two hundred. While he doesn't have a higher K rate than Peralta, um, I, I, he, he's my top pitcher on the slate today. I, I like him a ton. Yeah, and just I mean, this kind of goes to what we've been talking about. Fiat on Tuesday. 67 pitches struggling. They went to the bullpen and they used a ton of guys. I think they yeah. ended up they ended up using five, and I'm assuming we're gonna get a six bullpen arm here in the bottom mm-hmm. of the ninth against Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, so just I mean, yeah, I think if they can extend Gallon a little bit in this spot, he's, if he's my pitching well. Yeah, if he's pitching well, he's my favorite pitcher today as well. Um I think my combo right now on my main team will likely be Gallon Nola, and we'll talk about Nola oh, in yeah. the next game. I like that. Um, going to the other side here, Freddie Peralta is a phenomenal pitcher. This is a tougher matchup than people give it credit for. Um, oh, yeah. This Arizona team is is good. They're really, really solid. Peralta can strike out right-handers with the best of them. His strikeout rate against lefties dips. He's still a very, very good, above-average pitcher. 
What are your thoughts here on Freddie Peralta? Uh, I, I like Peralta, Stephen. No doubt about it. At 9K, um, if you ask me who probably has some of the highest upside on this slate, it's definitely probably Peralta. Like, if for whatever reason Arizona just can't hit today, Freddie's probably going nuts, right? But their body of work has told me, Stevie, they're a problem for all pitchers this season. And I just don't see their offense falling off a cliff today. Um, so I, I like Freddie. It, you know, it's a four-game slate. I think you need some exposure. I don't think you need to overexpose yourself to him because Arizona, they've just been tough all year. Every pitcher is going to have a day against them at some point. But consistently, this team has not struck out, put the ball in play, made good contact. Should be a tough spot for Freddie. I like him. I'll have him sprinkled in, but I'm not going overboard at all. Yeah, really tough spot. I mean, just a really, really tough spot. So, uh, Arizona Bats. I mean, I think this is a team that has some upside. The the problem that I have here with, like, the lineup that we're going to likely see, they don't have a lot of left-handed power. Obviously, like, Carroll um, – and I, I, I don't want to discount like Kettle Marte. He's a really, really good hitter. Yes. Absolutely. Alec Thomas is more of a like on base type of hitter. Um, Perdomo is more of like an on base type of hitter. I worry about the righties. Kind of, the, kind of the reason that you're talking about like potentially having some interest in Peralta is like if they hit like Fam Walker Marino three four five. I mean, just you worry overall about like the upside of this lineup. So I yeah. could see myself like two manning a, a Carol Marte, but like the, also the other problem you run in with that is like how expensive that two man is, but definitely want to have exposure to Arizona. The lineup's too good. Yeah. I, I think the way Arizona, so I think it's different than uh, today. So, you know, Corbin Burns has been weird all season, Steve. Like he just never consistently, gave us the Corbin Burns of 2022. Just never. He It's very spotty. This game's good. This game's not. Um, I, I think I think Freddie has way more strikeout opportunity than, than Burns would, did on the previous day. So I'm with you. Um, I, I, I like this team in general. I'm with you on Carroll and, and, and Marte as well. I don't I don't hate uh, I, I don't hate Moreno at cheap catcher alert. Um, and I think what I was going to say was, I think if if Freddie gets into trouble, I think they're going to pull him because oh, they yeah. need to, they need this game. And so that that's kind of where I get a little bit more interested in their offense as a whole. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, right now they're in the bottom of the ninth, uh, two outs for Milwaukee, and it looks like Arizona Six, three, right? Yeah, Arizona likely going to win this game. So yep. I mean, a yep. potential must win spot for Milwaukee. They do have all those arms in the bullpen that they don't mind using. Um, Milwaukee, even with all the moves and stuff last season and this season, they still ended up as like the the top three bullpen in baseball this year. So crazy. I mean, I, yeah. I, my rankings had the Yankees first, and like it just it still blows my mind that that team missed the playoffs with the talent that team had. And that says a lot coming from a Red Sox fan. All right, people. Uh, yeah, and they had a lot of injuries throughout the year, but. The other bottom line or part of this, Stevie, is other teams were just better than them all season long. It's crazy. I yep. mean, you get up to play the Yankees. You know how that goes. So. Yeah. 
All right, we finish it with Miami and Philadelphia. Nick Castellanos just had an RBI double. Bryce Harper ran through the stop sign, and they took a 4-1 lead. So that game's still going. Um, Yeah, we got Garrett and Nola. No total in this game. We saw this a little bit yesterday with totals. Um, they waited. Especially, I think we're waiting to see how these games finish before we get two totals in those. Uh, yeah. this game and the last game where we just sat down talking about. So um all right well talk to me here what are your thoughts on braxton garrett man i don't i don't know if i can do it stevie um like garrett um i just like the fact stevie that he pitched all season no injuries got through oh, clean, yeah. like him and lizardo that's really yeah, good for this young team that's what i'm saying like him and lizardo stevie they might be really good next season like really good um, and I mean, you played baseball for them to make it through. And I can't reiterate it again. Making it through this season healthy for them was huge. Um, but I, I don't think I want to take a shot here. Look, he could very well go out here and put up 25 fantasy points and I would not be shocked, but Philly is also a team Stevie down the stretch. They picked up steam and they've, they've been hitting well and playing well to close out this season. They've carried it into the playoffs and, um, He's got Aaron Nola on the other side, who I think should be able to pitch phenomenally here. So, I'm actually, I actually think I'm going to fade Garrett uh, because my my cheap guy is going to be Barrios or cheaper guy, if you will, is going to be Barrios. So, I think that's going to be the stand that I take. Philly offense is my favorite offense on the slate. Um, I I used them quite a bit on Tuesday against Lazardo. It worked out. Trey Turner had a monster game. Castellanos, like I just said, had that double um, RBI double there. And Trey so, Turner I mean, did not hit a home run, thankfully. No, he didn't. He had a couple stolen bases. Yeah, um, that's what we want. Oh, yeah. I mean, I played him. He had 20 fantasy points at 12% ownership, so I wasn't mad about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, I don't have a ton of interest in Garrett. If we see Philly pick up more steam, they were really low-owned for what I thought they were going to be. Um, and, like, Alec Bohm was really chalky, but, like, the rest of the team overall wasn't that popular. So – um, I like Philly, so I'm going to probably pass on Garrett today. Um, yeah. ton of interest in Aaron Nola on the other side. Listen, Miami Marlins, kudos to them. They have pieced together. They made the playoffs. They have a very young pitching staff that they have an incredible amount of talent. They went out. They got some pieces with Bell and Berger. They made a run. And, like, kudos to them. I mean, it's they just – They got out of the doldrums. They're out now. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Aaron Nola dominates this team today. And I will like on my three entry max stuff. Will I'll probably play Nola on two, and I might play some Marlins hitters on the on the third team, just because he is one of those guys when he's off, he's off kind of thing. Oh um, yeah, we saw. What are your we thoughts here on Nola? I mean, I think so. My my initial thoughts, Stevie, are: Do I go full blown tournament tactics here? And I, and I think that's. That's taking it back to an old school phrase with our good friend CJ Coltenbach. Uh, do I go full blown tournament tactics and fade Nola today because I think his ownership is going to be through the roof? Um, I think that's a decision I'm going to have to make after this show. But let me just say, I think Aaron Nola at AK is the highest owned pitch on the slate today, period. Like, bar none. He's, he's got to be at that price. Uh, do I think he has a good game? Yes. Like we saw Wheeler, who's a, a slightly different type of pitcher. Don't get me wrong. Go six and two thirds against his team, eight strikeouts. 
I, I'm not saying Nola picks up eight, but I think he can make it six innings and have a really nice outing. I definitely think Miami is able to run up Nola's pitch kind of a little bit faster than they could with Wheeler just because of their style of pitching. Um, but at 8K, like, he's the number one guy for me in terms of point per dollar. Gallon is my favorite. Let me. I want to reiterate that. Gallon is my favorite. But I think point per dollar has got to be Aaron Nola. I think he picks up the ownership. I think if it's too high, Stevie, in tournaments, I'm taking the fade. But but that's just a small slate tactic that I'm going to employ, not that Nola's bad. I mean, his his um, his ceiling might be a little bit more capped than some of these other guys, too. So if he is really chalky, um, I have no problem, like, getting off of him. And honestly, like, I, I, people love this kind of stuff. But, like, he's really struggled against Miami. All three starts this year against this team. So – if you want to play that angle, I mean, you could definitely play that angle. I think you're going to get big game Nola here, and we're going to see him throw a gem. Um, and that's yeah. just kind of my thoughts. So and this is the late game too, so so a lot of people will be watching this game, which would be good, real real good exposure for him. Just people getting to see him pitch. He's a real good pitcher, like he really. Oh is. yeah, he is. Uh, you were fading a Jazz home run, right? Yeah. There you go. You got to pop out the second base. So. Oh, that game's not over yet, but you're. Well, I, but I was feeling Solaire, Jazz, and Turner, and Solaire was before Jazz. Yeah, so you so. just need this ending to end, and you get your get your profit and move on. Ooh, All right, yeah. um, bats, Miami bats. If Nola struggles, I do think like it's going to be off of the bats of Solaire, Bell, Jazz, Burger. Yeah. Like I, I, I can condense my thoughts and ownership down on the Miami side because. I mean, Arias is a guy that is really good at getting on base. That's not what we're looking for here. We're looking for upside. Yeah. We're looking for home runs. We're looking for doubles and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I really think, like, Soler, Bell, Jazz, Berger, you could probably throw, like, Jesus Sanchez into that mix as well. Um, but I'm not taking the guys like Fortes and Birdie. Like, I don't want singles. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think if Arias was 3,500, I'd be way more interested at 4,500. I'm with you. He's definitely, uh, a, a out for me. Um, and I think I, I mean, I just have to agree with you, Stevie. Solaire, Jazz, Bell, a little bit of Jesus. Like that's, that's where you want to plant your flag today for sure. All right. Philadelphia side. I already kind of said it. Um, really like this offense. Oh yeah. Um, I like them a lot against Lazardo. I think Garrett is a really talented young pitcher and he has a lot of upside in his career. I think this is a really tough spot for him. And um, I'm going to load up on some Philly bats in this spot. They are a team that like throughout the year, we saw this team be really good against left-handed pitching. Uh, I mean, they've been a top 10 team all year against left-handed pitching. So what are your thoughts here on the Philly bats? Yes, Steve. I think for me, this is the one spot where, you know, me wanting to stack Philly, but also maybe avoid Nola. Man, I feel like I'm going to end up with, for the way I think I want to build here, I feel like I'm going to end up with a lot of burials and Sonny Gray in this spot when I want to really stack Philly four deep with the big bats. So I just want to put that qualifier out there. Uh, Cassiano's at 4,700. Another favorite play of mine today. Uh, this should be a good spot for him. You know, Trey Turner at 6K. I think he's still in place, Stevie. Now, I don't like him more than Corey Seager today, but at 6K, he's still another top bat here. Um, 
you know, you, I, I don't mind lefty-lefty for, for Bryce Harper where he might get a little bit less ownership because of the, you know, uh, platoon or non-platoon advantage. So I, I just think this team in general, Real Muto, you know, I don't have to really sell anybody on this team. Like, this is a good spot. Boom, 4,400. Like, just get these guys in. This should be one of the best offensive spots in the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, you – and, like – you gotta wait all day. You're not gonna have the lineup before lock happens at three o'clock on the East Coast uh, because this game starts at eight. So like you're not gonna have the lineup, and I mean maybe that's why like Turner was a little bit lower owned on Tuesday. But I mean when you're spending up for like you have to spend up. Like you're not getting cheap bats here with Schwarber, Turner, Harper, cast down a real mo- like so you gotta pay up for these guys. So I feel like we could see lower ownership just because. People don't want to wait um, all day and uh, sign me up, man. I don't care when these games are going to happen. What does it matter? So Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's play the morning grind game. We have enough options. We'll use 8K as a cutoff for both sides, so we'll have four on both pitchers. So uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts, who do you got? Uh, give me my good friend. And buddy, I'm believing him today, Stevie. Don't stop believing. Uh, journey, Jose Barrios. There you go. Uh, I'll take Nola because I just said I included him in the game, and that's cheating, but I don't care. <laughs> Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I think if I got to go with anybody, man, I got to go with what I feel like is the toughest fighter today. Give me Zach Eflin at 8,800. Yeah, he really does. I mean, that's that is a really tough matchup. Um, I mean. With Minnesota winning on with Minnesota winning on Tuesday, I almost said Monday again. With Minnesota winning on Tuesday, I feel like if Sonny Gray gets in trouble, he might get a fast hook. Um, so yeah. I'll go Sonny Gray today. Uh, over four K to hit a home run. Who's going yard? Yeah, give me Seager, my top batter, my top bat on the slate. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, I'll go Nick Castellanos against Garrett. Yep. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like? Jose, uh, um, not Jose, man. Harold Ramirez, 3,500 Tampa Bay. I really like him today in this spot. Game they got to win. Um, should be in a good lineup spot. Should have some guys in front of him to help increase his chances. So, like him a ton. I'll go to Jonathan Arnanda for Tampa as well. 2,800 should hit fifth or sixth in this lineup. Um, and he's really cheap. So stack to score six or more runs. Um, We're probably going to go with the same team. So give me Texas. Yeah. I mean, I like Philly, obviously. Yeah, I, I, was going very, with Philly, I made yeah. it very clear, but I do want to say for the game purposes, I'm going to go Tampa. I think we're going to see a bounce back game for Tampa today. I think Eovaldi is yeah. going to struggle. And Tampa is going to be the key to winning tournaments on Wednesday slate. I will say, Will, like down the stretch, we gave the Phillies so much crap for just how like thrilled. I'll I'll, I'll use that word. How thrilled they look out there. Um, but man, we saw some fire. I watched almost this whole game. We saw some fire from Philly in Game One. They just won four to one. Miami's in a must-win spot now. Profit secure. Yeah, there you go. Um, me too. Me too. Um, yeah. So I'll take it. I'll take it on the DFS side. Bad picking day. Got to bounce back. So any final thoughts before we get out of here, my friend? 
Negative, my brother. I, I listen, I was glad to come on and talk playoff yeah, baseball, yeah. man. Uh, I appreciate this. Like, this was I, I had fun. Oh, yeah, always, always a blast. If you haven't already, get over in the Discord. Will is giving out stuff all day long. The Discord has been fire with CSGO, everything going on. Um, join the Rotor Grinders Discord, join the Chiefs Prop Chop. I'm gonna say it every time. <laughs> Prop Shop channel. That's an old joke for anybody that um, has listened for a long time. Um, so make sure you head out over there, check that out. It's free. The Discord's free. Almost every channel now um, in the Discord is free. Um, just a few behind the paywall ones now, including NASCAR. Sorry, everybody. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We're back Thursday talking whatever baseball games are left, if any. And Thursday night football. So have a good one, everyone. We'll see you then.